Hi, everyone, and welcome to our fifth episode of IBC Topics. Um, for you guys that don't know, um, we always record these episodes a lot earlier than it's actually released. And we're entering our second week of the coronavirus lockdown where you have to just stay at home. Um, but with that being said, uh, today our guest is Ashley Lee. So we just want to welcome her to the show. Hi, Ashley. Hi. So we, we always just like to start off with um, hearing members' testimonies. And so if you could just kind of take the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes, um, just sharing about how you came to faith, um, people that have impacted you the most uh, through your walk, and, um, and also how you met your husband, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, interesting story. <laughs> um, yeah, so for my testimony, um, I believe that I came to faith in Christ in my college years, sometime during my freshman year in college. Um, but before that, I had grown up attending church. Uh, my parents were very involved. Um, and so I definitely had like an idea of faith and knew of Christian ideals and basic Bible knowledge. Um, but then overall, there were major gaps in my understanding of the gospel and how um, one can be saved and gaps in who God is and just all of that. And so, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I did hear the gospel preached to me in its entirety many times. Um, I attended a lot of, you know, retreats or crusades and, and things like that, but I must've just not had a ready heart or a teachable heart um, and still heavily relied on just my own understanding and ideas of who God was. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think I had faith, but then it was more like what was the object of that faith. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, you know, mostly just myself and in the world. Um, I tried to earn salvation by being a good person or showing off myself as a good kid. Um, I had, I received a lot of praise from, you know, my parents, friends and um, teachers. Even my mom would always tell people that, you know, oh, I was, I'm so good. Um, and I was proud of that. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, yeah, I fell into many sins and, mm. um, you know, I, I kind of had this idea like I would have this streak of goodness and then I would fall hard, you know, in some sin, have a huge outburst or just do something bad. And then I would question, you know, my level of Christianity. Mm. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a, a hardcore Christian then if I, if I, um, had done this or so then I would try to pay that price, pay, pay for my sin by committing to be extra good, mm -hmm. um, for a longer stretch or it, mm -hmm. you know, it just try to make myself feel better by serving more or doing something or, um, yeah, kind of, uh, regain the negative points, I guess, that I, I had suffered from whatever sin that I was struggling with at the time. And so, um, yeah, when I think back, 
before I was a Christian, you know, I was very discontent with my life and just how, I guess, kind of like how the cards were dealt to me, so mm. to speak. Um, mm. And, you know, my parents faced a lot of financial troubles. Um, I grew up in an area where there weren't many Asian kids. I went to a high school, a junior high and a high school that was pretty affluent. And, um, and so there was a lot of discontentment there. Uh, I desired attention. Uh, I lied to my parents a lot. I resented my parents, even though, you know, they were working themselves to death for my brother and I, but I still, Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate it. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I did, um, the world was enticing and the way, uh, and what I was told that what was important, I believed. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I struggled a lot. Um, and then not until I went to college and I attended a different church there Mm -hmm. and learning the truth in scripture, opened my eyes. And I think, um, it was mainly learning about God's character and his attributes. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I just did not understand. And I remember having just questions in my mind, um, when I was, you know, at church and youth group and the pastor or the speaker talking about, um, sin and how Jesus died for my sins. Uh, and I didn't understand why sin was so bad. And why does God have the authority to even punish me for my sins? Um, If we're all sinners, then what's the big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went through, my first year in college, we went through the study of salvation. And it was basically just going through each point of the gospel and, um, and reading it through scripture or learning it through scripture, not just being told, but seeing it um, in the Bible. And it just, yeah, really, it was like kind of enlightening because I always knew that the Bible was important to read, but then I didn't really have a high view of it and, um, and that it did have the answers. Um, and so I think the biggest points that really changed my my worldview was that you know God has authority because he's the creator and this is his creation um, and so we are under his authority because we were created by him for a purpose um, and that purpose you know being to worship him and so I think putting God where he belongs mm-hmm then changed my view of myself and where I belong Mm -hmm. in front of this mighty, holy God Mm -hmm. um, who has authority over all. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that was kind of the starting point in in helping me understand the gospel. So then, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I, I was just so, I don't know. I was so, amazed and it was like it was like the great awakening you know (laughs) um it was it just seemed so simple like 
oh, it's all in the Bible. And, mm-hmm. and I have the Bible and it's written in a way that I can understand. Um, so yeah, I gave, I, that's when I believe that I came to understand the gospel. And then um, I was baptized shortly after um, at Lighthouse Bible Church. And um, after that, you know, I did experience a big change in me. Um, I just, I loved studying the Bible. I loved um, scripture and wrestling with it. And um, I would try to attend every campus office hour with our college pastor. I had lists of questions because like, what does this verse mean? And how does it connect to this verse and all this stuff? And I was just like that. I was that like, kind of like nerd (laughs) wanting to know so much. Um, But it was just, it was, um, it was a joy. And, Mm. and it was also kind of deconstructing my worldview that I had. And these mm-hmm. and false truths that I believed, mm-hmm. um, and so over time it was yeah just kind of de-stru- deconstructing those down and building up then a Christian worldview uh, through Scripture and with God you know in His rightful place as authority, and then I came to appreciate my parents and to respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, And I then also had, you know, this desire to share the gospel with my extended family who are not Mm -hmm. believers um, even now. And yeah, and I, I just, I grew so much in college. Of course, you know, I still struggled with a lot of things and looking back in college, I, I am embarrassed of, you know, (laughs) like the things I still struggled with, but of course, you know, that's just, you know, the Christian walk, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. Um, you're constantly growing and God reveals more sin in your life mm. so that, you know, he can refine you. Mm. Um, and then sh- sometime after like junior year, uh, I was struggling with my health. And then uh, it led me basically to a diagnosis of lupus. Mm. And that was just a period of real growth not just or putting what i knew and all the my head knowledge that i knew I, that i learned from those mm. early years in college and um learning in scripture but it, it put it into practice and really tested my faith and is it is this something i really believe and mm. does my faith give me the assurance of things hoped for of um things that i don't see because it doesn't feel like it you know, I'm struggling with my health. Um, I'm discontent and it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel great, but can I still have faith in Christ and in the scripture, even though it doesn't feel that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was a really big time of growth for me also. And it humbled me. It, um, yeah. So that's, And then during college, that's, I, I mean, I met my husband, Daniel, <laughs> freshman year. We were both in uh, campus ministry. And so we were in the same group of people. We were both, you know, we're both the same year. 
so we were, yeah, we're the same year. And so Mm -hmm. we were, um, in the same group and hung out together. But then I really never thought that (laughs) I would, (laughs) at the time I would ever like go out with him. And then of course, let alone marry him. Um, (laughs) and I remember, and it's a funny story I share with some people, but there was an upperclassman at the time who was just trying to, you know, be silly and instigate things for fun. And he was asking the freshman girls, um, if they would date so-and-so, you know, would you date this person and just naming guys off in the freshman (laughs) class. And he was asking me and, you know, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know him very well or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he did say, like, oh, would you date Daniel Lee? And I remember saying, you know, I honestly don't think I ever would because <laughs> we're just so different. Um, and then, yeah, we're married now. <laughs> three kids. But, and three kids, yeah. Uh, we started dating senior year. And then, um, I don't know. He has this story about Vegas, going to Vegas with our senior class. And we were stuck in the same car, actually with Young and Nino on our way to <laughs> Vegas. And they were dating at the time because they've been, uh-huh. da- they were dating for a while. And so it was them two and then us two. And so, um, and we had some adventures along the way, like with the car breaking down and we had to do a oh, detour. Man. And so it was kind of, yeah an experience. And then he has a story of, you know, he started, he, he said, that's when he started liking me. And then <laughs> we were at the Bellagio fountains and it just happened to be so romantic for him. <laughs> but honestly, in my perspective, I was just there hanging out with all my friends, <laughs> having fun, um, enjoying, you know, the summer before senior year. <laughs> but Yeah. But then he, you know, approached me and we started dating and um, I was most, I was most encouraged by him because he was always like a very humble guy. He, he wasn't, um, he was honest um, about things and he was, yeah, just, I just noticed a sense of humility and um, mm. meekness with him. And so um, and he made me laugh and, you know, <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's, we started dating, then got married shortly after. And then shortly after that, we were pregnant with our first with Mason. And then that's how, yeah, we ended up here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, actually, that's a, that's a good segue when you're uh, bringing up kids because um, mm. one of the reasons why we wanted you here was because, um, especially because of this whole lockdown, I know a lot of um, parents are now kind of struggling with having to forced now doing homeschooling. <laughs> yes. And I know, um, I think I heard, if I heard correctly, that a lot of parents who are reaching out to you were like, you know, what mm. to do and holy smokes, mm-hmm. you know. Um <laughs> And so um, for people that don't know, um, Ashley is actually the director of uh, Classical Conversations in North mm-hmm. Hills. And, uh, but before we get to uh, what Classical Conversations is, um, if you could just spend the next couple of minutes, just even you and Daniel's um, decision on how and why you guys uh, decided to homeschool your kids. And um, 
what are some of the advantages and the disadvantages uh, to homeschooling from your perspective and your experience? Yeah. Uh, so I always knew of homeschooling, you know, just our, my pastor in college homeschooled their kids at the time. Um, and at that time I thought it was, you know, kind of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when we had, when we were pregnant uh, with our first um, I mean, I don't think I thought about it too much then, but then as he was, you know, kind of approaching two, maybe three, I started t- um, taking, you know, his education a little more seriously. And I guess for me, it was, it was just uh, trying to take in all my options. And I think, mm. you know, a lot of parents now, um, you know, see public school as kind of like the default or that's just what you do because everyone does it, you know, which is fine. And that's, um, that there's no, there's no problem with that. But then for me, it was just, I just wanted to, to research all my options. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's what opened even the idea of just the possibility of homeschooling. And then, uh, our main reasons for homeschooling, I think, it was to have more opportunities to disciple our children mm-hmm. um, and to maintain our influence over them, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. like to hold on to their hearts a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I, I just think back on my childhood and, you know, the worldview that was built for me or that I built Mm-hmm. or that the school system built or the world built or whatever. But um, so I, I guess I wanted to give my kids, you know, a Christ-centered education mm-hmm. and through that build a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to think of it kind of like as a gardener um, starting their seeds indoors in little pots. You know, you mm-hmm. don't really start a seed in a giant pot and just put it outside, Mm -hmm. you know, you you put, you start it indoors until it's ready as it grows into seedlings, small plants, and it's ready to be planted then in the earth kind of thing. And so that's how I had kind of like to think of it. (laughs) That's cool. That's how that's our homeschooling. (laughs) I like that. That's really cool. I like it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's pretty much why Mm -hmm. we homeschool. And then you said advantages, mm-hmm. right? Advantages and disadvantages. Uh, so advantages, it's flexible. You set your time, you know, you set your school year. I guess depending on how you homeschool, if you do it through a charter, then you're kind of set on their schedule. But even just your day, it's it's flexible, whether you start at 8 or 10 um, or 3 p.m. or whatever. Um you can tailor it to your child's learning ability. Um, they're not bound to just these grades, which, you know, you definitely want benchmarks and goals to reach. But then, you know, if they're struggling with math, I think maybe in a school, in the, in the public school system, you know, once they're done with second grade, as long as they meet the minimum requirement, they get pushed up to the third grade, whether they're, you really, if they're really ready or not. And so it's, it's great because you know where their level is and you can tailor it. If one kid needs more help with 
addition, I can put, give them more, more addition practice. Mm -hmm. Or if it's some subject is too easy, I can speed them up and move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also just more time for their personal interests. We finish our school time pretty early, earlier compared to other to public school kids. And so they get to spend more time doing things like, you know, coding or robotics or painting and art classes and things like that. Um, and, you know, I do see it as an advantage that I get to spend so much time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, all day, every day. <laughs> it depends whether you see that as advantage or disadvantage. But uh-huh. um, most of the time, you know, I do see it as an advantage. You know, I experience their struggles with them. Um, every struggle that they 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 have, I I experience it with them. I see it through with them. You know, of course, I have to be careful and not to just do it for them or take it away. You know, as as parents, mm-hmm. you know we kind of have a tendency to do, Mm. but then I have that opportunity to guide them through it, to, um, to give them principles and, and, um, yeah, and struggle through it with them. And then, you know, I control what curriculum we use. So we do use Christian based curriculum. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think those are all our advantages. Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with, drop off and pick up. I hear that's crazy (laughs) in the morning. Um, School politics, (laughs) helping my kids with Common Core or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Not that Common Core is bad. I don't know anything about it really. But Mm -hmm. um, And then disadvantages. I mean, yeah, these are things you definitely want to consider if you you are considering homeschooling. It is a lot of work. It is a big commitment. It it affects your entire family um, and just your family's routines and way of life, Mm -hmm. um, our day to day. And depending on how you homeschool, there probably will be some out of pocket costs. You know, you you do have to pay for curriculum. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not going to just be given to you by the school. Although there are, you know, charter schools that provide funds, um, anything Christian, anything Christian related, it will not be covered by the state. So mm-hmm. those are things that you'll have to pay for. Um, other than that, like you have to juggle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like my house is always a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's always very busy. Um, but yeah, any disadvantage that, you know, I might, if I share, you know, sometimes I'll, um, complain about which I shouldn't complain, but, um, it's mostly because of just my weakness and my, Mm -hmm. you know, my own sense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think those are all I can think of in terms of disadvantage. Mm. Um, so we touched on it earlier, how you're the director of a program called classical conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for the people that don't know, Mm -hmm. can you explain it to them? Yeah. And um, just basically uh, what you guys do in any given school year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what does the curriculum kind of look like? And uh, through that program, how do they get their social interactions, which I think um, a lot of people are kind of curious about because I think the stigma or uh, I guess mm-hmm. kind of like the people think is that all oh, these Christian kids that 
you know, are homeschooled, they just, you know. Weird homeschool kids. Yeah, like they have no friends, <laughs> you know. Uh, that Socially type of awkward. Socially awkward, yeah, <laughs> which is totally not true. But um, yeah, so I mean, um, yeah. yeah, so if you could spend a couple next minutes. Yeah. Uh, so Classical Conversations is a homeschool community, and we have many communities throughout the United States, and we also have many internationally, um, but we're just made up of a bunch of little communities of homeschooling families, and it's a, it is a Christian organization. We meet once a week through um, throughout the school year. Uh, or we meet about 24 weeks, 24 days mm-hmm. out of the, the school year, like one, one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a curriculum that we follow together, and that is uh, published by Classical Conversations. And the education philosophy uh, is uh, based on the classical education model. And so what that is, is uh, that a child's education is divided up into three phases. And we see a lot of, we see a lot of classical or the influence of classical education, even still in public school, because you see, you know, it's broken up into elementary, junior high and high school. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the three tiers of the classical model uh, where in elementary school, you know, in the past we would call it grammar school. And it was called grammar school, not because they're just learning English grammar, Mm -hmm. but um, it's when you learn the grammar of any subject. And it's mostly, you know, the the hard, cold, hard facts. And it comes with a lot of memorization. And so I know um, our Mm -hmm. day and age, we kind of uh, poo-poo memorization. Um, But it's not like, you know, how maybe people view it like a drill and kill kind of just memorize things and let it have no meaning to you or anything, but there is a heavy focus on memorization. And then, uh, in the junior high stage, we call that the dialectic. And that's when we make connections with the, the facts that we've memorized. And then the high school stage is what we'd call the rhetoric. And that's when you then, create a reasonable, learn how to create a reasonable, logical argument for what you believe. And so those are, yeah, just real, you know, quick. Those are just like the three phases. Um, I can go into it in more detail if anyone really wants to know, but for the sake of time, um, I won't do that now. But um, on our days that we meet, we have families and we break them up into little into into little classes kind of according to age and uh, we have parent tutors that lead each class and then we go over um, our curriculum and so we have memory work so for the foundations age which is our elementary school um, we go over a history sentence uh, a section of the timeline a science fact uh, Latin, uh, math, and English grammar and geography. And so every week, that's what we have a set of memory work that's under each of those categories. And we have kids memorize it and we practice it together in class 
through games, songs, chants, you know, physical movement. So we try to make it fun and engaging. We also do um, an art unit. So it could be, um, it could be like learning of great artists and um, using inspiration from that, from that great artist, or it would be music theory or listening to classical music. So based on what time of the school year it is, um, we do some sort of fine art and then we do a science experiment or a project. And then also what's kind of unique to our group is that every week we ask kids to do a presentation just to make it a regular practice that present doing a speech or presenting in front of a class in front of a group of people is a very normal and common thing. And to be ready, you know, just so Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, public speaking is like one of the top like fears of people. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we try to start real young and just make that a regular way of life. (laughs) So that's, yeah. And then we spend time, you know, to review past memory work too. And then the rest of the time, it's just... Mm -hmm having lunch, playing with your friends, playing with the rest of the kids and getting our socialization in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, in terms of socialization, so Mm -hmm. I know you're asking like, how do, how do they socialize and uh, Mm -hmm. being homeschool kids? Yeah. You think that they don't have friends or something, but um, well, yeah. So having a homeschool community definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do sports. We have a lot more time to do so many extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they take art classes, ballet. We started a math club with other friends and we oh, meet nice. together and do math, <laughs> which is fun for them. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Um, <laughs> we started a, a botany group where we're, you know, growing oh, wow. things and That's cool. Yeah. So, and then I, for a little bit, we had a Spanish class with kids. And then of course, you know, there's our main form of socialization for our family is just through our church family. So mm-hmm. Sundays and flock. And, mm-hmm. um, I, when I first started homeschooling, I, that was one of my biggest concerns too. How, mm-hmm. how are, how am I going to get them to socialize and make friends? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really had to ask myself or answer or ask, yeah, ask myself, what is socialization mm-hmm. and what is the purpose of it? Mm. Um, you know, a lot of times when parents ask me that, like, how does, how do you get your kids to socialize? I think what they more intend to ask is how do they learn either to fit in with other kids, mm. their age, mm-hmm. Um, how do they learn the social norms and the playground politics and, (laughs) you know, things like Mm -hmm. that? Um, how do they learn to make friends, which, you know, are all valid questions. Um, but then from a Christian perspective, you know, what is the purpose of socialization? And I think we can turn socialization to, um, to be more Mm self-serving. Um, and I've come to realize that you know, the reason why we want friends or we want our kids to make friends is not so that they feel good about themselves or feel that they're loved or popular or 
worthy in some way, but that they have an opportunity to love others. And mm. I think that's when that's I've just good. changed my perspective on the purpose of socialization. Um, it, it gave me a lot more peace that, you know, the answer to this question is not sticking them into in a classroom full of kids their age who probably also don't know how to socialize and think that they'll just figure it out. Mm. Um, but, you know, I want them to learn how to love others, how to be kind and how to be um, selfless. And so those are more the questions that I have when it comes to socializing, not just how many friends are they going to get to have mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, but then just through, you know, being in the community, being in groups and um, trying to just make friends wherever we are and keep, you know, um, keeping our eyes open to those around us at any, any given time is how, yeah, we socialize. So... Mm. So after someone that just heard everything that you just said, and they're like, okay, you've convinced me. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that easy. No. <laughs> what should they expect practically? And what can they do to uh -huh. practically prepare themselves um, for just say their first year of homeschool? And also mm -hmm. if there are any kind of um, resources like, books or it could be like sermon series or um or even like other podcasts hey um do you have any resources that they could tap into yeah um i there are some books i would recommend i mean most most of my books or the type of people I follow are more in the classical Christian education world mm -hmm. um, that follow that classical model. Mm -hmm. But um, there are a lot of books through, through that sphere. Um, a few being The Well-Trained Mind by Susan Wise Bauer. Mm. She's a pretty big, uh, a prominent figure amongst mm. us homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's The Core by mm -hmm. Lee Bortons. She's actually the founder of CC. Oh, nice. um, mm -hmm. And then there's a book called Classical Education in the Homeschool. And um, that's, um, uh, I can't think of the authors right now. There's like it, written by a few people. Mm -hmm. But um, there are those things. Uh, yeah, I would just say read some books or read um read some articles and just see like where your, um, what your view of just education is, how, you know, your methodology or the, the philosophy behind, um, education in general, mm -hmm. if you do have one or not. Um, and then the big thing I would say to prepare is to either write down or just have clear understanding of why you actually want to homeschool. Like what mm -hmm. are your reasons? Because mm -hmm. there will be times, especially maybe in that first year of homeschooling where you're going to be like, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I could just send them to school and I would be free, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
or it might feel like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right or something. Mm -hmm. But, um, for me going back to the reasons why I'm, I am homeschooling and what is my goal and purpose for it is what kind of grounds me. And so, uh, reminding myself that, you know, I want to give my children a Christian worldview, a Christ-centered education, and I want our family unit to be kept close. Um, those are all things, and am I willing to give that up for, you know, more time in the day, a cleaner mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, whatever other reason that's that's pulling you away, you know, and it Mm. might be, it might be enough, which is fine. It it has to be, you know, every every family's decision. Um, But knowing your goal and reason Mm -hmm. um, for homeschooling really helps Mm. in when you're in a, in a, in a position like that. And then um, yeah, read some books, read, uh, follow some homeschool um, podcasts. I follow, a lady called, her name is Sarah McKenzie. Um, she has a podcast called Read Aloud Revival. She's a homeschooling mom. Um, her podcast is more focused on reading aloud to your kids. And, um, but she, you know, she's a homeschool mom of four. Um, and so there's just a lot of wisdom and she's a believer also. Um, and then I'd also recommend to attend a homeschool convention Oh, I see. Um, there's a big one called the Great Homeschool Convention every every summer um, in Ontario, and so it's just mm-hmm. a great way to see curriculum, you know, in your hands, and you can flip through it, look at the pages, speak to someone there that um, that knows it, and so it, it's overwhelming. I will warn you because there's <laughs> so much out there now. Yeah, like yeah. it's not homeschooling. And now is definitely not like what it was, you know, yeah, yeah. 20, 30 years ago. There's just, it's almost too much stuff, but, um, it's helpful to just be able to see and see cu- curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something I offer to people who, who are trying to decide if they want to homeschool is I let them come over and just shadow our day. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. so they, come over, you know, and they'll, they'll just sit at my dining table <laughs> and I'll just pretend that they're not there and we just homeschool. Uh-huh. And then, um, cause sometimes, you know, it's just hard to know what a day looks like. Um, and you know, each homeschooler too is different. So I'm, I tend to be more structured, mm-hmm. but I know I have friends who are less structured and mm-hmm. they like it that way, which is, you know, it's fine mm-hmm. if that's how they're wired. Um, but just to see, just to see how it looks practically, um, that could be helpful to shadow someone or just watch. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, lastly, um, if you could just take the next couple of minutes or um, just last words of encouragement. Um, my wife actually was saying about how um, you know you have all these things planned, and then sometimes just does not go at all what you had hoped or what you had expected. And oh, yeah. um, if there are any like verses uh, that have helped you when you get discouraged um, or to just even a general word of encouragement to mm-hmm. uh, the listeners. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, that will definitely happen where you feel or the day has just gone bad. I mean, it happens even if you don't homeschool, you know? Um, and so I think the same verses that I go to could apply to anybody who, you know, in any situation. Um, but I have on our, in our school room, Colossians three twenty three. Mm-hmm. uh, whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Um, and this verse, I mean, it speaks to me on many levels, just like to, to do my best. And I think a lot of the problems, if I assess the day, like, mm-hmm. where did it go wrong? <laughs> you know, a lot of times I think I could point it to myself. Um, there was something that I did, not so much my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was lazy in the morning and I woke up late, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started the day off late or, um, I'm, and in the verse, it says, you know, as for the Lord and not for men, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes my day is going bad because, you know, really what I'm seeking is some, uh, the approval of man, mm-hmm. um, in some way, you know, like I'm, I'm disappointed in my kid because he can't get his multiplication tables and it's an embarrassment, you know, oh, yeah. or, you know, just things like that. And so I think it, that verse just really speaks to me on, on multiple levels, mm-hmm. Um, but then overall, um, I just, I go back to my reasons why I homeschool Mm -hmm. again. And so I think that's why it is so important to know why you do it. Um, because if you're just doing it just because, or you don't really know why, because you just feel like it's the right thing for you or the better thing. Um, I don't know. Homeschooling is, is difficult and I'll be honest, it's not for everyone. And I'm not trying to say that like, oh, like I'm so strong. And if you can't do it, you're weak or anything. It's not, it's just, you know, praise God that we have so many options in Mm. how to like, we have freedom Mm -hmm. here in America. And, um, and so you have to go back to, yeah, your reasons why you homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, that's what usually, you know, picks me back up mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> after being knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, you know, prayer, prayer and, and trusting in God that ultimately, you know, whatever I do, if my kid is in public school, private school, homeschool, you know, it really is mm-hmm. up to the Lord. Um, and whatever my efforts, good or bad, you know, he's, he is sovereign and um, I can find comfort that he loves my children more than I do. Mm. And mm. Um, I think those are, I mean, there's other words of encouragement. I'll talk to your wife personally, <laughs> but, <Sounds good>. um, <laughs> but those are, you know, those mm. are just the general ones that um, I I find myself going back to mm. when it, when it does get tough. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, that concludes our episode today. Ash, thank you so much. Uh, I know oh. there's going to be so many people that are going to listen to this and they're going to oh, be boy. so, yeah, they're all going to ask you <laughs> all on one Sunday. They're going to all just, oh, yeah. there's a line waiting <laughs> right. to talk to you. About oh class boy. No, I but. doubt it. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, this was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm thankful that like God has brought me on this, 
you know, journey, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Um, and that I really never expected to be in this kind of a position or mm-hmm. this involved in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm thankful, yeah, that God has led me this far and that we have um, the ability and that we're able to mm-hmm. homeschool. And so, yes, I am happy to be a resource to anyone who would who needs Mm-hmm. Praise God, praise God. All right, so uh, that's it for today. Uh, we just thank you guys for listening. So until the next one, bye guys. <laughs>